We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to Pop Torah with Rabbi Iznopf and Olitsky, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Pop Torah, the podcast where we look at pop culture from a Jewish perspective and look at Judaism through the lens of pop culture. As always, we are your hosts. I am Rabbi Michael Knopf. And I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. And today we are talking about the new series streaming on Peacock Network, We Are Lady Parts, uh, a great new British show. Jesse, you want to tell us a little bit about We Are Lady Parts? Sure. We Are Lady Parts is a sitcom uh, that was originally meant to be aired on Channel 4 in Great Britain. And then after its success, it was commissioned for a a six-episode series. All seven episodes are streaming now on Peacock. It tells the story of a British punk rock band by the same name, We Are Lady Parts. And the humor of the show comes from not just the friendships and relationships, but the cultural differences that the band members navigate because the band is made up exclusively of Muslim women. And the show really focuses on how each woman struggles to find a balance between their faith, their family, their culture, and their desire to both be musicians and play punk rock music, which is really an alternative type of music, not always accepted by society as a whole, certainly not by the Muslim communities and their families, which they are a part of. Right. And, uh, you know, it's no secret to any of our listeners that we are a couple of uh, lily white American Jewish boys. Uh, And uh, so in order to have a really rich conversation about this uh, wonderful, funny, multi-layered show uh, about um, uh, Muslim women punk rockers, uh, I brought on, uh, we've invited on a dear friend of mine and now friend of the podcast, uh, Suja Amir, who is a leader in the Muslim community here in Richmond, Virginia. Suja has a background in management, health policy, fiscal and forensic analysis, and general nonprofit consulting. She has years of experience in the nonprofit sector and in local government. She holds a BS in psychology and a master of public administration from Virginia Commonwealth University, and she's a founding board member of the Asian and Latino Solidarity Alliance of Central Virginia, and has served on many boards, including Virginia School Readiness Committee, Virginia Complete Count Commission, Virginia Asian Advisory Board, and Advisory Board Member of Practicing Physicians of America. Um, I, in inviting her, uh, told her she's uh, one of the hippest Muslim women I know, which she says that her uh, children might dispute, but nevertheless, uh, it is a real pleasure to uh, welcome Suja Amir to join us on the podcast. Suja, thanks for being with us. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. So let's start out just uh, with with our takes on the show. Um, Suja, what did you think of We Are Lady Parts? Um, you know, it was it was really good to watch. Uh, you know, it's looking at that age group also that was you know in their twenties, right? And uh, I'm not um, a punk rock person, right? Like, but I totally understand the the, the music, and I understand you know the interest behind it. Um, growing up here in the you know in the United States. Um, you know, I had my mix of like 
my interests in music and no one would think that, oh, you know, Suja likes Metallica or Rush or, you know, like those are all, you know, bands that I preferred, right? Um, but it's, uh, it, it was very, it was a very good, uh, I guess, experience. And I wanted to, you know, immediately text my daughter uh, and tell her, hey, like we should watch this. Um, just because what I saw was not necessarily, oh, this is a show about, you know, um, Muslim women or whatever. What I saw was something that I see um, just uh, overall with women in general, which is how we're kind of relegated to what the actual title is about. Like, we are lady parts, right? Like, women in general are kind of put in this role, right? And, and you know, it kind of crosses whatever... It, whether you're Muslim, whether you're Jewish, whether you're, you know, Christian, whatever your, you know, um, background is, you're kind of relegated in a particular role. And that's kind of what I saw because you have, you know, the, the, the rock band initially, and then you have, you know, uh, Amina's the main character, right? Who kind of fits the traditional role that you would expect to see if you aren't familiar and you don't have a lot of exposure to Muslim women or have friends that are Muslim, right? You, you don't necessarily have a you know frame of reference right your frame of reference is very small um and so you might have a knowledge based on what you saw on tv about a muslim person which is probably not um the best it's usually very negative right and so your frame of reference is going to be a negative stereotype right and so as a, as a young child, you're kind of put in that environment already, right? In, in, in the school systems and, you know, everything else, you kind of feel that way already. And then as you get older, you know, you, you have your likes and dislikes, punk rock might be something like the, the lyrics might be things that you, uh, you know, um, gravitate towards because that's how you, you know, you, you, you feel, you know, something towards that and you feel um, aligned with it. Um, and so you're not just a part of your faith, you're your family, you're part of, you know, your traditions, but there's so much about a person that is more than just the way they express themselves outside, externally, right? And yet everything that they do is being kind of, you know, put, it's relegated to a very, very small box, right? And um, I feel like, that's what kind of came out like they're they're fighting that you know that box like yes we are muslim because i think and i don't i know many people may not have seen the show but like there was a i think in the very first scene or first uh, episode there's like you have the band and then you see them at some point pray right, right. that is not something that most people would be surprised like they would be like oh my gosh what is that right like how are they in a band and how can they pray, right? But it's wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me, right? Like, I mean, if you, or if you think about it, if you sit back for a moment and think about it, if you are of any faith and you believe what you believe, right? You're gonna, you're gonna be more than just the faith. You have your likes and dislikes and you're gonna have interests and things. And so, you know, you're gonna express yourself in a certain way and then, yeah, okay. When it's time to pray, you'll pray, right? Because that's important to you too, right? But it's hard to walk that balance, right? Because there's all of this external kind of um, pressure 
that puts it kind of right out there, right? And um, what I saw was like this, you know, idea that, especially with Amina, where she had to be one way with someone or with some of her friends and another way, right? And she couldn't be, she couldn't be herself um, with, you know, everyone. And I think a lot of times our communities, and it's like, I, like I said, I don't believe that that's just the Muslim community. I believe that's a lot of our communities that struggle with, you know, uh, being whether, you know, you're Jewish, whether you are Muslim, whether you're from an immigrant family, like you struggle with that because there's so much of you that isn't, doesn't fit in that box, right? And um, so that's what I saw. I saw this like, you know, there's a pushback of, hey, this is who we are and we're gonna be different. But then there's also this pushback of, well, let me fit the character and the role that they want me to be in, which is if they're gonna make me out to be a terrorist, right? Then, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. Like I can't change their, cause they're gonna think that way regardless, right? Like they had, there was one like, um, you know, scene where there was an argument about that, right? Like where they were like, ah, I just want to, you know, and it wasn't, you know, it's, 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 it's frustrating because there's only so much you can do to change somebody's mind about the way they put you in that box, right? Um, so I, I found it to be, I don't know, I, I, like, I'm not done with it yet, but I mean, I thought it was really well done. Um, but I worry sometimes because I'm not sure what people think that have never met a Muslim before, you know, like, what is their, like, what would they think? Like, do they think that this just doesn't happen? That, you know, this is not even like possibility for people that are Muslim, um, you know, how do they, like, because when I, when I think about, for instance, um, the way there's an assumption that the Muslim woman is like oppressed, for instance, right? That's always the case. like when um, I remember his name um, what is the same the, the the father of the decorated um, I can't remember his name now Khan Khan right? yeah got up and did his speech and his wife was standing next to him right you know the first thing that was done was like, cut on the lady that didn't happen to say something because she was Muslim or wearing something like this, right? Like it was a very like, well, why would. Right. The, the conversation was, the conversation was what, you know, why was she silent during the speech? Was she not allowed to talk? Right. 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 right? So there's like this. And then she came and she came out and said, no, I could, I could talk perfectly fine. Right. I just, uh, in that instance, you know, my, uh, my my husband had what he was going to say, right? And he was uh, and by her yeah. husband, which right. we've seen women do that time and time again on on platforms, in you know across the world, and nobody gets called out, right? Like no woman gets called out for you know for not speaking, right? Um, but then it was like, oh, she's not speaking. Um, so it's almost like it, there's like this you know microscope, even more so on the Muslim woman as like, you know, oppressed. And so, you know, seeing them uh, kind of ex be expressive, you know, with their music and the, the, the punk rock style is so in your face, right? It is 
not your, you know, Taylor's with, you know, like really pop type, you know, which we also love, which yeah. we do too. Yeah. Which I, I, again, like, yeah, I, um, but and, I, don't, I, I think if you're looking at it from the perspective of, okay, what would be, what you would assume would be okay for right. them to be a part of, right? Would it be more like classical or nice or, you know, right. um, music? No, it's very much in your face, right? They're not vocalizing. They're basically screaming, right? Uh, and yeah, and, so and I'm, I'm sorry, Suja, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm glad you brought up Taylor Swift because I think it fits into this conversation. Jesse and I have talked about Taylor Swift on this pod before. And, um, and, and one of the things that we... Uh, reflected on was the fact that that for her, if she steps out of the box that people want her to be in that, you know, sort of like pop starlet box where she's just making happy music that, you know, that, that makes everybody dance and, you know, makes tweens happy, right? Then she gets smacked down uh, in, in public saying, you know, like, no, you can't speak politically. No, you can't, right? right. Um, and uh, and, and I think that you're that that you you're raising a really great point about uh, about the characters and we are lady parts that there's all these expectations around them within society about you know about what they're allowed to do and not allowed to do you know Khizr Khan's uh, uh, wife whose name I can't remember now uh, off the top of my head um, you know she didn't say anything at the Democratic National Convention she got you know castigated for it or he got castigated for not for supposedly not letting his wife speak but if she had spoken um she would have gotten you know criticized for speaking right she would have gotten criticized for for you know saying something so overly but so you know women in particular are in that you know kind of can't win situation um if you know if we were if we are lady parts was you know uh about a muslim male punk rock group called something else right the themes would have been so different because the expectations around what men are allowed to do or not allowed to do is so different, I think, than the expectations around what women are and aren't allowed to do, and in particular in religious communities. Right. Absolutely. And if you if you think about it, right, like if it was if it was a male role, right, if it was a male band, right you know, the level of attention that it would get would be completely different, right? Because it would be focusing on things that, um, I mean, it would just be a norm that they got to go out, that they got to do this thing that they, you know, like it would be a norm, right? And, you know, when, because I have experienced personally these, you know, some of the, the pushback, um, some of the, um, I guess, the, the, the stereotypes that that are kind of put on you like oh well oh were you allowed to speak oh were you forced to wear that like that kind of you know behavior from others right that kind of you, you know you, you kind of it's very frustrating right and and as a woman I think whether you're Muslim or not you're put in that I mean, you do feel it, right? You feel that almost everything that you do is kind of put in this weird state of like, okay, so when she went to, when she went to stand by her husband, she got put in this role of not being able to speak, right? But we've seen so many other women do the same thing and there was no 
question, right? Um, and we've seen it with women who are in leadership positions. Like, uh, I don't know, I'm pretty sure this happened to Kamala, but I'm not sure, but like, I know women that have like been in these really high positions and they're constantly just, their attire, for instance, is what's discussed, not what, you know, issues are happening, right? Um, whereas the men, they don't have to deal with those things, right? So it's a very, very, um, you know, uh, difficult circumstance, but at the same time, within the community, there's also issues. Like if you look at Malala Yousafzai, right? Like her, the things that she's done, you know, and what she stands for, it's pretty significant. I mean, it's about education. She's gone through a lot of things. And yet if she speaks her mind, right? And it's just her opinion. She can get ripped apart by her own community. And it's like ridiculous, right? And a lot of that I see not necessarily relegated to religion. I see a lot of these issues and I see a common thread of misogyny in all of it, right? Like it's not necessarily, well, I can tell you for sure that the ones that I see, um, you know, within our, you know, within, within the Muslim community, I do feel like a lot of it is misogynistic. Um, it has nothing to do with the religious, you know, teachings and it pulls away from what, you know, can help the community, help society, help women in general. But we see that in so many similar spaces, right? Whether it's the Muslim community or not, where, you know, women, oh, you know, you have a very traditional role to play. So when she's playing the guitar, she says she only teaches it, she doesn't play it, right? And so, and then she says it's underprivileged to kind of like make it, like she's making it okay so that she can do something that she really enjoys, but she's kind of, putting things in a way so she can, so it'll be accepted, right? Um, and how many of us do that where we're putting ourselves in a position where, okay, like there are things that we really want to do, but it's like, we're going to make, you know, it okay. And we have to do extra because, you know, there are people that are just going to make it difficult for us, right? So that's what you see in how the, like each of the women kind of deal with whatever issues that they're kind of, you know, going through, they're like kind of sidestepping and either just completely ignoring it or they're, you know, they're doing what they can do, but it all comes back to, in my opinion, just the idea that, you know, you have to be a certain way. And if you don't fit that role, just like, you know, unfortunately Taylor Swift, because she's, you know, put in that situation. She wasn't even a pop you know, musician before, right? She was, I think, country before, right? Um, and then she, you know, moved over to the, I think, pop category, because I just saw her documentary too. Um, but it's, you know, it's really difficult with those type of um, labels. And I don't think that happens to men as frequently at all. I think men can kind of maneuver in a way without any difficulty. Oh, it's okay. You know, they, they did this, they did that. But for women, it like everything kind of becomes like, you know, so I, it's, I don't know if this kind of helps or. I want to fully acknowledge uh, what you're saying. And I, and I say that as a, a man with right, the, the privilege that society gives me uh, because of the sort of patriarchal nature of uh, our history. Um, I think Suja, what you said is really important that 
would the show even be worth watching if it was a band of Muslim men, but it's because it's Muslim women, uh, many of whom identify as, as religiously observant Muslim women. Um, what you said stands out that uh, to you as a Muslim woman, it wasn't a surprise that they'd be playing in this punk rock band and then they'd stop the prey. It may be a surprise to the viewer. Um, what good comes from this potentially that, that they are able to uh, educate the viewer that yes, uh, there it, that it, it's not one way or the highway that you can be Muslim and uh, you can be observant and you can be progressive uh, and, and be involved in society uh, and what challenges may come from it because this is intentionally a comedy that 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 mm-hmm. that it's uh, that that there are jokes about the struggle between culture and tradition and modernism. I think the good is obviously conversations like this, right? Where you need to, first of all, be able to have those conversations, especially for people who genuinely want to know. I mean, I think that uh, that is really, really important. Um, and that's what I have found to be the, the gateway to understanding, right? If you're not having those conversations and allowing for people to get to know each other, then, then you know, it's gonna just continue to be, everyone's just gonna be insular. And, you know, it, it's really not con- contributing to a, you know, good society, right? Um, but the, the conversations is where it needs to start, period. I mean, it's just a TV show. It's not real life, right? This is a TV show. We don't need to act like this is some type of like, you know, religious thing. It's just a TV show. Take it for what it is, right? Have the conversations. Take it for, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Um, and I think, you know, some of it is definitely controversial, right? Um, and the, I mean, it, you know, what I what I really liked was uh, how they also tied in the negative aspects within the community, how it can affect, because we've had that. We've had. I mean, look, honestly, after 9-11, I feel like I was attacked twice because I would have been, um, you know, in the World Trade Center, actually, if I wasn't in Richmond for a wedding, right? So that's where I used to take the train in every morning um, to the office. So that was like, I was, I felt like I attacked twice, you know, like I would have, you know, not been around and my daughter wouldn't have had a mother. And on top of that, you know, my religion was attacked, right? And so it's frustrating to know that those people that did that took that, took that, took my religion and acted like that was part of their religion when none of that was, right? And there was a movement to sustain that, that narrative, right? And so that is something that has you know, we are still, the Muslim community, you know, across the world, but particularly here in the United States, still feeling the after effect of that. The fact that, you know, my daughter who, you know, I think she was uh, 15, yeah, 14 or 15, um, was called ISIS by a teacher. Wow. you know, and has it worse or had it worse, you know, growing up more, you know, than I, it was more difficult for her than it, than it was for me growing up, really bothered me to this day, right? And I think that, you know, we have to be more mindful of how we're, you know, treating each other 
and what we're teaching our children um, because we're losing sight of like each other and our humanity, right? And so, you know, I think that the negative consequences are that like, you know, if we're not having those conversations, we're gonna just assume that, you know, we're gonna continue to, you know, feed into the divisiveness that, that we've continually been seeing over the last few years, which not okay with, right? And is really unfortunate. Um, and it's gonna, you know, just make things worse, I think. Um, I think the negative consequences also will be from anyone who, whether it's, you know, the Muslim community or whatever, who just doesn't agree with these non-traditional roles of, you know, anyone in, in these, you know, spaces, right? Like you have to be a certain way and you have to fit these molds. And if you don't, you're not a good representation, right? Like I, and, and, and that's a very, very difficult space to be in. I, um, hands down, and, and it really, really bothers me, um, get, uh, people think that because I wear the scarf that I'm more representative of a Muslim than, than someone who doesn't. And that's unfair to my, you know, Muslim sisters who don't. I mean, if they don't choose to wear it, that doesn't make them better than me. I mean, I have just as much flaws as anybody else. And, you know, my relationship with God is between me and God, right? Like it's not between me and for somebody else to judge based on what I wear, right? But that is hands down like something that, ha that, that I have noticed uh, over time. And that's whether it's within the Muslim community or outside the Muslim community. So I do feel that we have a lot of um, backlash. There, there will be backlash, you know, if the, I, I don't know how long it's been running, but you know, if it already hasn't come out like that, yeah, this is, this is really bad. This is not how we are. We're going to, you know, everybody's going to think we're like this way or that way. So there is that fear, but I think some of that fear is based on a lot of what's happened since 9-11, right? Like just we're already put in this like horrible situation where everybody thinks bad of us. Now it's going to go into this other extreme, right? Where we're going to, you know, and so those kind of things may potentially happen. But again, like if we're just looking at it as a TV show and something to talk about, um, you know, it's, I think that's all it should, should be about, obviously. And some of the themes are obviously not for children, right? So we have to look at the fact that it is rated, is it rated R or MA or something? It's pretty, it's, it's a lot of lot of language. I believe right? TVMA, yeah. 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 So it would make sense. I didn't pay attention to it because I knew I wasn't going to let my kids watch it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's definitely something that you want to wait until your children are much older um, or depending upon what you feel comfortable with, you know, um, sharing with your child. But I, I, I feel that it's, um, it's a good thing. Um, there are other like shows um, that were that came out that I thought uh, were actually a little bit more cleaner. Um, and I don't know if you've heard of, um, you guys have heard of the Goldbergs, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's like one of my, I, I think it's one of my favorite shows, but the, the guy who wrote the Goldbergs actually did Aliens in America and phenomenal. I highly recommend you watch that. Um, and he actually, the, the show Aliens in America had a character from Pakistan come and there's a foreign exchange student. He lived in, uh, Wisconsin or something with, uh, right in the know, Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was actually a very, very interesting um, take on how, you know, you have um, 
interactions between people from you know different faiths and stuff. But that's another one that I think is good. But anyway, yeah, male situation, so it's a little bit different, right? So, but anyway. So. Well, can I can I follow up real quick? Mm-hmm. I, I guess, um, as you said, which I so appreciate, the fear among Muslims that any portrayal of them in pop culture uh, is often in the negative, right? Especially in the post 9-11 worlds. In in the the Jewish community, uh, you know, we I get so excited when we see a Jew portrayed uh, on TV movies in hopes that it's not uh, subconscious like anti-Semitic caricature. Um, how do you find that balance between wanting more representation in pop culture and, and that representation sort of celebrates my rights to be here as an American, just as anybody else. And that fear that, oh, will this lead to um, more bigotry as a result? You know, I've gotten, over the years, I've kind of become a bit cynical, you know, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, I've just kind of, you know, recognize that that's going to be part and part parcel of the fact that we just you know have a lot of work to do and it's difficult but that's the reality I mean I we're not that big of a population in the country right and it's gotten more difficult to have those conversations and you know when we're hearing legislators taking offense to learning about somebody else's background, right? Um, And saying, you know, I can't, I mean, that to me is, you know, um, it's, it's hard to hear because it's like, you're taking offense to learning about your neighbor and, and, and not, you're taking away humanity. Like you're taking away someone's like identity, right? And you are weaponizing it. And that is very painful. And I think that we're hurting each other in the process. And it's coming from places that are, and and from people that are in power. And um, it's very worrisome to me, right? So it's it's unfortunate. Um, I, I, I kind of expect, that um, I'm mindful of, you know, the fact that, you know, when I go places and if I'm in something public that, you know, if my picture is taken, you know, more than likely it might be put in a place where, oh, look, the Muslims here, or the Muslims, you know, you know, it's ridiculous, but it's the reality of what I, you know, face regularly and what a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, face is that, oh, it's going to be viewed in this particular way, right? So you know, you do what you can, right? And you take it with, you know, for what it is and hope that the people around you and the people that you get to know and that your community um, is knowledgeable and you're doing what you can. Like, that's all I can do. Like, I I feel like there's only so much control I have um, because it's very difficult when you're looking at spaces in the, um, like in, when it comes to representation in, you know, media and in um, like movies and things like that. I mean, you're very hard pressed to find, you know, good representation to begin with, right? And then, you know, to 
have those spaces where they're having conversations or they're showing, you know, what it's like. I mean, we only saw the African-American family with, I guess it was the first, the first what show was the Cosby's, right? And that, that's what did it, right? And that's what helped, but it's, you know, there's so many other communities that need, you know, representation. And it's not just the Muslim community. It's not just the Jewish community. There's so many, you know, and um, it's small things, right? Um, for me, the small things are like, I, I was very happy that Henrico County, um, you know, added uh, the you know, Jewish holidays and the Muslim holidays. And um, I think they did the, the Indian holiday, the, the Hindu holiday um, on there. Um, and that's just about being seen, right? It's just for our kids. Not we're not we're not trying to you know negate Christmas or anybody else's holiday, but you know it's like, I mean, I felt, you know, my 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 kids are older, but I, I heard from some of my um, friends who are uh, not uh, Muslim who came up to me and were so excited and said, my daughter came up to me and you know she wants to make uh, you know Eid cards for her you know, classmates during Ramadan. And I was like tearing up because they had heard about it in class. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, can you imagine like how it's gonna be for the students, you know, in school when they get that, you know, hey, like, you know, we're just, we got that card. We're, you know, our friends recognize that it's our holiday. Nothing else, nothing more, right? There's there's a lot of uh, beauty behind getting to know each other, and we're not doing that. Um, we're putting these, you know, rigid stereotypes on each other, um, and it's hurting our children. And it's coming out in these ways, right? Like where they're pushing back, and they feel that need to, you know, express themselves, whether it's through punk rock, whether it's through, you know. Um, and it's, 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 it's a tough space to be in. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I think that that's something I really appreciated about, about the show is its emphasis on, uh, on, on people not being, you know, reduced to, you know, one component of their identity. Right. And I, and I think that's why punk rock was the kind of perfect vehicle for, for communicating that idea, because punk rock is all about, um, you know, authenticity and self-expression and the recognition that we are all of us complex selves, right? And so, you know, what you're describing in, you know, in, in um, Henrico County, which is a county um, uh, in the Richmond, Virginia region, um, uh, uh, recognizing uh, the religious holidays of, of many different uh, faiths as uh, in the school calendar, it recognizes that, um, that uh, people who are Jewish or Muslim or Hindu or, 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 you know, name your, your faith or your background, right. Um, are not only those things. And also that, that regardless of who or what you are, you know, what your interests are, what you're passionate about, that, 
um, that, that you could be, you know, a semi-observant Jew, a semi-observant Muslim, whatever, and those holidays still be an important part of your identity, right? So it's, it's, it's important to, to see that dimension of who people are, to not, to not say, oh, that's not important, right? Mm -hmm. um, and also to say, that's not the totality of who you are either. Um, and, uh, and so I, I, I appreciated that about the show, although, you know, I, I I've, um, uh, as a, as a Jewish person, I have a complex relationship, especially as someone who's, who's publicly Jewish, right? And, and not only because I'm a rabbi, but just because I wear, you know, a, a, a kippah, a head covering um, around and, and uh, tzitzit, uh, uh, fringed garments, um, which are kind of, you know, outward signifiers of my Jewishness. Uh, you know, I'm constantly kind of navigating that space of, um, you know, do how much do I need to uh, represent uh, in a positive light, all Jewish people to people who may not know or understand much about Judaism or have much interaction with uh, with with Jewish people, largely speaking, um, it's it's a it's a complex thing, I think, because you know we do have this idea in Judaism of of, uh, of kiddush Hashem and chilul Hashem, right? That that someone who is sort of publicly um, identifiable as Jewish shouldn't do things that reflect badly on the Jewish people as a whole. I think it opens the question of like what counts as reflecting badly upon, um, and and also um, I think you know a, a, a question that I've only become recently more sensitive to, which is you know is that a fair expectation to have on any individual to you know represent for their entire community that way? Can we all not just be seen as representing only ourselves and not an entire? group of people who may not have vested in us the authority to represent them. And I'll just, I'll just add that whether it's fair or not, that just may be the reality, right? That, that uh, especially if people um, live in their bubbles and, and don't make a point to build relationships uh, with those who may look or love or pray or speak uh, differently than them, uh, then they end up making assumptions based on the othering of somebody and, and how they act from afar and conclude that that is how all Jews or all Muslims or, or all Hindus or, or, or all people of Hispanic descent or or uh, of all people um, you know from an African nation or something like that act because uh, they they make these broad uh, generalizations. Right. I, I think it's very um, it's very tough because it's, that's usually what happens. Right. Usually you get painted with that broad brush and you're you're win lose draw. Right. After 9-11, like I was told, don't wear the headscarf. It's say it's 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 very dangerous for you. And, you know, you could get targeted, whatever. And I, you know, I lived there at the time, right? And, um, you know, I thought about it a lot, right? I thought about it because it was not fun being up there. I mean, it was it was pretty uh, intense, right? And I did I did worry, you know, I had a little one at the time, and it was it was uh, tough. But then I realized the people that were getting attacked just had to look the part. It didn't matter whether they wore the scarf or not, right? And that's what was happening. The first person that was killed was Sikh, right? And it's so, you know, I looked at it as these these things are going to exist. The stereotypes are going to exist regardless, right? Um, I don't speak for all Muslim women. I don't speak for, I am not a scholar. So I can't, you know, tell you 
I can tell you what I may believe and feel, but I'm not going to say this is the religious authority on X, Y, and Z, right? Um, and so take what I say as a grain of salt disclaimer, right? But, you know, people will still do what they're going to do. They're, they're still going to say, and there's only so much you can do at that point, right? Because I feel like um, the ones that really are going to, um, that you're going to impact are the ones that really want to learn, right? The, the, one, the, the people that are interested in just proving their own selves, right? They're just gonna look for holes in your argument or look for ways to pull you down or you know, prove their own self, that's it. And they're not interested in making um, any collaborative efforts or, you know, and, and, and I think that that's what I've learned in this process, you know, um, because it's, it's very, very difficult once people have kind of, made their mind up about how you as a Jewish person should be, me as a Muslim person should be, you know? And I say that because and, I, and, and what I didn't uh, share, um, my background is, uh, so my parents are from India, right? And, uh, you know, I was born and brought up here, um, but they are Syrian Christian. So I became Muslim when I was in college. And so my whole family is Christian and their tradition is very, um, you know, like, I'm very proud of it because you know it's uh it's very old. It's from the first century. So they 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 you know take their tradition from the disciple of um, Jesus, Saint Thomas, who came to India or to Kerala actually, which is the state they're from. Um, you know, and that's how they you know they be, their family became Christian years and years ago. Um, but you know, when I was growing up. People could not wrap their head around the fact that, you know, someone that looked like me was even Christian. So, <laughs> like, right? You know, it. it so, if you can't, but this looks normal. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this worked for them, but me being Christian never fit the mold. And but fit the mold was, oh, but then you must have been proselytized. No because that state has been the spice route and had many, they even have a Jewish uh, community, you know, in Kerala, but like, it's just one of those places that always had people from different cultures coming in all the time. And so it is a very, very like different mindset when people just assume that you're supposed to fit a role, right? So when people, you know, growing up couldn't wrap their heads around the fact that I was Christian, but then couldn't wrap their heads around the fact that I was, you know, like, and so I'm like, you can't win. You just can't win. You're not going to win whether you are or you're not. They're going to put you in that role, whether you want to be in that role or not. And, you know, um, I found that, you know, it, it's, it's just interesting you know, just knowing that that's the case, that it's like, hmm, well, if you feel that, you know, because of how I look that I should be a certain way, then I'm not going to change that for you, right? Like, whatever that role is, um, unless they're willing to um, be open to what else is, you know, what else about you or your family or your traditions, they, they want to know. And, you know, if there is such a push, which is what is, I think, damaging 
um, that learning about somebody else's, whether it's faith, whether it's their background, whether it's their history, is an offense and a is taken as like, you know, I, I'm, I worry about that, you know, because I feel like that's what made my friendships richer and, you know, getting to know the people around me um, over the years. So, you know, I hope that these type of shows continue to build upon those type of conversations that help people kind of know each other better. Right. I think that's a powerful statement that we can't let other people define what is authentic uh, for us. It's only us who can say, I, I'm not going to look for your acceptance, mm -hmm. right? I am who I am. I am a Muslim. I am a Jew. I am whatever I am. Mm -hmm. And it's not because you, somebody else says that I am authentically. So right. it is because deep down uh, in my soul, I, I know it to be true. And I'm not going to worry about how other people judge me just because of uh, what uh, ritual uh, garb I may be wearing, but rather right. it's because I am, I am truly authentically my own unique self in Judaism. We believe that each person is made in God's divine image. And mm -hmm. so to judge how another person acts based on how they look or how they identify is really judging God. Uh, and that is the ultimate desecration of God by judging another person and judging God as a result. Right. Right. And in our, I, and I don't, I know there's a lot of similarities with Judaism and Islam, but in our faith, like the biggest, I guess, sin is, you know, not believing in God, right. Kufr, right. So, anything else like is between you and him and you can basically go to God for forgiveness. I mean, there's, you know, and so really if you're, if you're looking at it in that perspective, why are you judging somebody else? It's not between you and that person. Right. Um, and, and yet we do it all the time and we're told, you know, we know better, but we don't. And it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I think it's great that we have these type of shows, um, to, you know, really, uh, have the conversations. It, it, again, like, I know that it's very controversial, I guess, if people would, you know, just look at it as a TV show and not as anything more, um, I think, you know, it would be good. Again, you know, I don't know if I take all of the, you know, uh, opinions of all of the women, maybe there'll be a lot of Muslim women who don't agree with me and think it's horrible. And, you know, um, I, I, I don't know. I actually have not talked to anybody about this show because I literally just watched it like last week. So I have no idea what people think out there. Well, that's, well, that's okay. I mean, I think that that is, you know, just what we're talking about here, right? That, uh, that, you know, it shouldn't necessarily be, um, uh, you know, uniform opinion among all Muslims or among all Muslim women about, you know, uh, what, how they feel about the show, whether they like the show, whether they thought it was funny, whether they thought it was a good representation of, uh, of, of Muslim women. And I, and I want to, you know, echo um, what you've been saying, Suja, and, and, and what Jesse said that, um, you know, that, that in, in Jewish tradition, and I think that this is reflected in Muslim tradition as well, that, that, you know, that human diversity um, attests to God's greatness, right? Mm -hmm. And that, uh, and, and that no two human beings are alike. And that includes no two human beings that are 
that that identify as part of the same faith tradition or the same religious community, the same ethnic community that we all, you know, are are in our own uniqueness. And and I and I really appreciate um, this show. We are Lady Parts for. Um, for, for opening up that conversation and by highlighting that. And in particular, um, since you brought it up uh, on a number of uh, instances in this conversation, um, as we approach the 20th anniversary of 9-11, a, re a reminder um, about the importance of the uniqueness of, of our own humanities and, and of the importance of uh, getting to know one another on a human level um, as, as paramount in this uh, next era that we're going into. We're so grateful, Suja, for you to join us for this conversation. And thanks so Thank much for so being much. here. I appreciate it. It's nice meeting you, uh, Rabbi. Take care. Have a good one. Nice right, meeting care. you. Until mm -hmm. next time, I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. And I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. Be well, everyone.